0: Hi there, Glocal citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I'm your host, Florence Adu, and this is part two of my conversation with Yamal Tudel. She is a former refugee from South Sudan who resettled in the United States with her family. She has worked with various immigrants, migrants, refugees, indigenous communities, and women groups, both domestically and internationally. She is a notable international speaker and an advocate for displaced communities. Her advocacy work took her to the White House during the Obama administration. She has hosted cultural events and facilitates dialogue on conflict resolution, anti racist race relations, and peace building. She's also a mediator and teaches mediation, conflict coaching, restorative justice, and conflict transformation. Yamal is also co founder and and executive director of the Nya Iden Foundation, as well as an adjunct professor at. Arcadia University and Director of Equity and Inclusion for CORA Services, a not for profit in Pennsylvania. She has served as the policy director for Pennsylvania Immigration and Citizenship Coalitions, a nonprofit working on immigrants and refugee issues and currently sits on the board. She holds a BA in human relations and a master's in international peace and conflict resolution and she's also working on her PhD from Nova Southeastern University and that PhD is going to be in conflict analysis and resolution. So in this episode we learn a a lot about her work in that space conflict resolution and also about her her foundation so let's pick up the conversation and learn more about your mom okay so let's talk about you being in Sioux Falls and your work with the native oh my gosh, peoples of the indigenous
1: peoples of the United States oh that work is life-changing mm-hmm. it's, it's a chapter in my life that I'm truly thankful for and truly humble for that I was welcome to learn not only learn but be really welcome Mm -hmm. and for me it was stepping back into my own self Mm -hmm. of being an indigenous woman Mm -hmm. you know an an indigenous african woman in the west so growing up in south dakota i had worked with Everest youth Mm -hmm. and one of the earliest memories i remember is that one of the youth came in and he was going through a whole bunch of stuff and it was like, he wasn't talking or anything of that nature. And then I was like, oh, my grandmother makes some really phenomenal tongue soup. He was like, tongue. I was like, yes, my people, we use all parts of the cow. Yeah. He was like, we do it with the bison. He's like, my uh-huh. grandmother makes some tongue soup. Uh-huh. So that was it. That's how I was able to open a conversation with this child. Sure. And then I took intro to Native American studies. Mm-hmm. We had to do a presentation. I felt sorry for my white classmate, because I literally ran home two hours before class. I picked up my, the gourd work, the bead work that yeah. my aunt has on her wall. <laughs> I put, I put a cute little PowerPoint presentation together, the hut and the TP and our beadwork, yeah. and came and showed, like, this is uh-huh. what we do and how similar it is to Native culture. culture. So my classmate had to do all these research and all of that. I'm just like... Pfft.
0: Yeah, okay, I people.
1: got this. I got this, yeah. Uh-huh. And so not until I moved to Nebraska when I was working doing my undergrad that I got a chance to work for the Ponca tribe of Nebraska. Okay. And in that role, uh, I was researching and reteaching culture to Ponca youth. Mm. And many of my youth were Ponca, Omaha, Ponca, Hispanic, Ponca, African American. So they mm. were from different indigenous uh, communities. Mm-hmm. And it was an evidence-based program called project venture mm-hmm. so i had a whole week training in new mexico mm-hmm. and it was the first time in my life in my professional life at a training that i did not feel othered mm. mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. just like i was with indigenous people mm-hmm. like it was just like i was at home our humor was similar because again it's, it's humor coming from uh, trauma right yeah. they survived genocide yeah they're still surviving genocide right, right, and right. we're dealing with the effect of Colonization sure. and white supremacy in, sure. in, in in the U.S. So for me it was just like oh my gosh, like the I could just breathe story yeah we yeah. could just all exhale and breathe together right. and so for me this work was. I had to sit at the foot of their elders because I know that I was researching from a secondary source Mm -hmm. when the first Mm -hmm. primary source were there. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, going to powwows and Mm -hmm. uh, having my youth go and learn, go on hiking and learn trees and plants from the elders of what they can use Mm. for medicine and for eating and so forth. It was just, I didn't feel like I was working. Mm -hmm. Working with an indigenous tribe And working for corporate america was two different things Mm -hmm. like i would show up in the morning it was very collective we would show up in the morning everybody's having you know their coffee and just checking in with everybody Mm -hmm. okay what's going on in the youth department what do you all need help with and for us it's like we don't have a busy day it's like all right transportation are you guys okay do you guys need an extra hand or our social services or you know our domestic violence it's like all right is a mother needing, you know, do you need to deal with a mother? Do we, can we deal with the, ch- with the children? Do uh, elders need to be taken here and there? It's very collective. Nobody right. ever says.
0: Oh, you do your thing. Yeah, it's, not, it's not
1: in my job description. huh. It was never that. It's very collective. Like, what are we doing for the betterment of our community? So how do you
0: think that that was able to evolve in that way? as a program was mm-hmm. it the people like what was the dynamic that facilitated that being the workplace that you were in?
1: it's the people and okay. it's, it's their life right mm-hmm. so the I remember speaking with your sister mm-hmm. you know she's uh, telling me that oh the punkas are also in Oklahoma yes uh, <laughs> where the punkas that are in uh, Nebraska and a little bit of South Dakota and Iowa mm-hmm. you know there may be 3,000 of them so oh, okay. it's like a family like sure. this is us we have to keep us going yeah but all indigenous communities. I have sisters that are Sioux, that are Omaha. Mm. It's like, when it comes to geography and their population, there's not many of them, right? Yeah. So it's like, we have to stick together to survive. Right. What is left of us. Sure. So it's, it's so just, that was part of
0: the motivation and creating this space that everyone is welcome to be, and I guess, It's
1: providing services. It's yeah. providing services for us, by us, yeah. for us. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Where because the tribe that I work for, we don't have a reservation. Mm. So it's different, right? Mm-hmm. We're urban. We're, we're urban tribe. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. very difficult mm-hmm. for our communities to get services. Mm. So right. the community right. now right. is right. like, all right, where are the needs and how can we fulfill them? Okay. That was the that's biggest what, thing. Yeah, yep, so that was the biggest thing. Okay, Now, it. if we had a reservation, it would have been something different. Got it. But since we were an urban... Um, got it. You know, even yeah. like the land that we worked on, mm-hmm. uh, it's federal, right? So we mm-hmm. had a contract with the city. So if anything happens on our land they could come in because mm. you know they could come in and you know help us with it or else it would have to be federal you know officers that okay. come in okay so
0: that's the whole oh, yeah, it's, dynamic okay yeah it's, 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 land um, rights issues yep, and everything yeah
1: it's a sovereign state yeah you know dealing with another sovereign state so wow Listen, yeah I love love working for that like and in the morning you would sage I learned that you know I had to take care of my mental health and even yes. when I went back to Ethiopia in 2014 to mm-hmm. take my grandmother back back Mm -hmm. Uh, when she she transitioned actually the day that I was leaving she transitioned in the afternoon and I left in the evening and Mm -hmm. when I came back you know I let them know they were like all right take a week Mm-hmm, grieve and I was like no 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 I need to be here yeah and I remember I fully went into my grieving process of cutting my hair mm-hmm. a year later mm-hmm. and so I showed up to work I used to have long locks okay I showed up to work one Monday bald-headed shiny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody asked me any questions. yeah it was just they knew, like, it. Yeah. Yeah. knew it we understood we knew it a matter of fact some of the elders were like we were wondering when you were going to do it Oh yeah, because they themselves they cut the yep, they yes. cut their hair too. Yes. Like, they don't go completely bald. They cut their hair because sure. hair is sacred yes, in exactly. many of the Native communities. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was like, when were you gonna do it? <laughs> so it was. Yeah. But then, and when I'm walking around in you know other communities, I'm like, oh God, do you have cancer? It's like,
0: <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> so, yeah. The lack
1: of cultural humility. Yes. Right, right, right,
0: yeah. right. Wow, well, that's an awesome story, and that's, I think we are on the heels of what was celebrated the now Indigenous People's mm-hmm, Days. Mm-hmm. So and that we went on a journey yeah. together on that day. So mm-hmm. it's just really interesting to mm-hmm. to get that perspective and to learn a little bit more. So in the show notes again, folks, we'll talk a little bit more about the indigenous tribes mm-hmm. that um that Nirmal worked with in the US. So let's move into your foundation.
1: Pium Yes. Piam, piam, piam. So you are
0: also a little bit of an entrepreneur. Yes.
1: Tell us about that. So what had happened again was (laughs) There's a lot of what happened. Yeah. So with the Nyaiden Foundation, it started off as a, an idea between my co-founder and I, mm-hmm. Kuth Will, mm-hmm. phenomenal model, and mm-hmm. uh, she's a phenomenal actress as well. Okay. Uh, she started in uh, The Good Lie, which was a ah. yeah, a movie about the last boys and last girls of Sudan then, oh, now okay. South Sudan. Yeah. Yeah, but she's a phenomenal model, also an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Shea butter business Called Janubi Like that's okay. what my, my skin Oh yeah Yes, yes. yes. Yep. Uh-huh. We tried some yep. Okay Janubi So yes. yeah So basically with Janubi That's also one of our um, Project Our okay. entrepreneurial project Some of the proceeds Go to the Nyaiden Foundation okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah So basically We actually Literally When South Sudan Went into war In 2013 We mm-hmm. felt very helpless mm-hmm. It was like Late nights. Thinking about, all right, what are we going to do? What can we do that? The feeling helplessness. Mm. We started brainstorming. Yeah. We're like, oh. Of course, we were brainstorming from a Eurocentric mindset. Mm. <laughs> we're like, oh, we should do a broad drive. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, we checked ourselves really quick. <laughs> yeah. We're like, wait. What the fuck? A broad drive? Like really? We're like, oh, all right, European mindset Yeah. But then we started yeah. having a conversation of when I went home in twenty fourteen to take our grandmother. I went as an American woman. I had my tampons, I had mm. my pads, and you know I was like, yay! And then I had a conversation with family members, and I had a conversation with you know young women in the community, like, what happened when you get your period? They stay home. They stay home, or they use old rags. Yep. If they don't have the resources to buy. Yep. And so when I came back, we started having conversation. We're like, okay, let's do something. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, I'm so thankful that I got my period in the U.S yes <laughs> yeah. yeah. so thankful yeah. because not only you getting your period not having access but then also the shame exactly
0: yeah so this
1: it's so devastating
0: and it's interesting that we, we have that in common so mm-hmm. I started an initiative with a few girlfriends it's called Flirt with the World mm-hmm. and so it was um, it's about helping women and, and young girls to claim their reproductive mm-hmm. um, empowerment and so we started with ah, oh, it's December. It's, oh, wow, it's almost 10 years now that we mm. had our first like major activation here wow. in Accra. It was yeah. on World AIDS Day, and we started a million condom giveaway. Oh, yes. And So yeah, we've been giving condoms <laughs> away, too? <laughs> yes. And one of our big pushes was the female condom. Yep. Because we'd created a film, and we submitted it, and it was a finalist in a competition. Mm. But the female condom was... We found the opposition that we got hey, to giving it, uh, right? What? I mean, quietly, it's so interesting. Yeah. So we, we went to the places, you know, hotspots. We did a yeah. beach drive. We did a community drive. We did one where it's called Tiptoe Lane, which okay. is where yeah. most of the women who work at night, yeah. prostitution mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so quietly, people took. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they would say oh I don't want it but then quietly they would take we had Mm -hmm. packages yeah Mm -hmm. but they didn't they were kind of like this email one I don't know like how can I use it it. yeah but then that also enlightened us to the fact that young girls don't have access Mm -hmm. to so then we moved on to do some work around the cup yes and so we did a drive and that was in Kenya Mm -hmm. with the menstrual cup Mm -hmm. but the key thing that is so not it's not surprising but that we know now is that the the i think the major manufacturers are part of the culprit yep they are providing substandard Mm products in africa and then it's so expensive for no reason so it's huge and it's not just africa it's most um developing world south america even in philly where yes even
1: we have period poverty Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. Where are pe- we're young girls yeah. stay
1: home, mm-hmm. it
0: really it really impacts them. And then, you know, and then culturally, I can't down people's culture, but cultures that that really I want to say dog women. Yeah, when they're you know you're you can't come out, you can't be seen by people. You're,
1: n- you're unclean. You're
0: unclean. It's just heartbreaking. And so, so tell us more about the work oh, that you.
1: Man, it's it's everything that you said. Right, it's. Just- for us, we finally we were doing a lot of advocacy work. Mm-hmm. So one of the before we even really come to fruition, after we just really got a name for our organization and so forth, I, I had an opportunity to present at a panel hosted by Representative Karen Bass mm-hmm. for the Lost Boys and Lost Girls of Sudan, mm-hmm. and I was on there talking about the Nyaiden Foundation mm-hmm. and uh, talking about periods, right? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. A lot of the South Sudanese men were like, Nyamal, we knew you were crazy, but we we did not know you were this crazy. To talk about periods on Capitol Hill, when representative such and such, when congressman, congresswoman such and such is on here. And I remember, it was like literally, everybody was like, oh. It was like an enlightenment thing where people, I'm like, you guys do not think about when women are in movement, regardless whether it's climate war, whether it's, yeah, whether it's climate displacement now or it's war or it's urban, right? Poverty, y'all don't think about, even homelessness. You do not think about what happens when we get a period, right? And that is something that we have to worry about. I remember one of the young men, he was like, Yo, I, I, he was like, I, he was like, yo, I didn't know you were that crazy. I was like, listen, you're here because your mom missed a period. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're here because yeah. your mom missed a period, a whole period. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. Uh, and he was yeah. just kind of like, oh, wow. And so one of the things oh, that he, he came back a, a month later and said, thank you. Right. I said, thank mm-hmm. you for what he said, for what you said and what you did. Because now I'm sending a little bit of extra money to my sister and her daughters. Yes. So that they can they get those. It. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah, yes, nice. The point taken. Yes. I'm like, at least one person, you yes. know, that came yeah. back to me. But how many minds could we change? Sure. You know, because this sure. is not just our burden. It's, it's a family burden. Yeah. It really it's is. It's a whole family burden. Really so is. Yeah. We did our first um, trip. Mm-hmm. Our first trip to Ethiopia in 2019. Okay. We went and then lockdown happened like oh. you know, in, in the first couple of months because we were planning on going to South Sudan as well. Sure. So this was basically like a need assessment mm-hmm. uh, for us mm-hmm. uh, as an organization going. So myself mm-hmm. and Mana Joak, mm-hmm. that's our nurse. She okay. came with our reproductive health and I came with a peace building piece sure. where the Gambela region that we went to there is conflict still also in the Gambela region. Okay. And often it's predominantly between the Nur and the Anyuak ethnic groups. Mm. But then there's also three more other ethnic groups in the community. Okay. So and what is the so is the basis of that just resources. It's resources. Yeah. It's, I blame African men for a lot of conflict that happened. Well, okay, African yeah. men, are y'all listening? Yeah. I blame a few of y'all, so let's be the solution makers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's different. and different community being pinned against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, one community is also farmers. The other communities are you know, uh, herders. Mm-hmm. So we have that dynamic mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, political conflict, people being used against... Yeah each other, ethnicity being used. So one of the things that we did that we were very intentional about is we went back to our very own community with cultural humility. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said, tell us. Yes. Yeah. Tell us. Even though I speak newer. Yeah. I was born here, but I've been away for 25 years, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Tell us. But this is what we've brought in you telling us, right? Mm -hmm. We told them we have menstrual pads, reusable menstrual pads. So when Mm -hmm. we did our research, Many of our communities are still very indigenous. So, you know, the concept of a cup, the concept of a tampon, is like, oh no, you are diverging our girls. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 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 So, even prior to that, we did that research before going on the ground. So, what really worked was uh, using uh, reusable menstrual pads. So, a phenomenal organization called Days for Girls donated. Two hundred and fifty pads, reusable pads. Nice. So it's basically cloth, and they were yep. all different African print. Cloth. So, so are they belted? No, like they're how they... um, velcro. Velcro, not velcro. That uh, it's like the snap. Snaps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. had The snap. So okay. basically, in in a kit, yeah. you had eight liners and two inserts. Okay. And then two underwear, a wash, two washcloth, and then soap. Wow. Oh, nice. So that's the kids that we went and took. And so okay. we uh, met with a wonderful, wonderful human being. At the time, he was the human right commissioner. Uh, his name is Tuk uh, Philip. Okay. So we met with him, and he gave us the layout of the whole community from the human right perspective, from community perspective, sure. and then politically also. Yeah. And one of the things that we learned from him is that our population of women in the prison systems. Hmm forgotten and they are yes. in desperate need of yes. them because again they are dealing with the stigma of being jailed yeah and often okay. is them protecting themselves self-defense yeah so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yep so we were like wow that is a population we didn't even think about right so yeah. yeah so when we went on the ground we made sure that he was like speak to these people speak to these people speak to these people mm-hmm. we were able to and go to a boarding school that had all of the ethnic groups uh-huh. of young women in the community. Uh-huh. We, oh, yeah. It was so yeah. phenomenal. They greeted us in all the five languages. Oh, okay. And the young girl that greeted us in Nuer, or in Toknat, uh-huh. the language that I speak, said something that's so profound that it keeps me on the track, right? And she said, you came back and you look like me. <gasps> Oh, that's beautiful. I I still, like, I'm still like, oh, my God. Yo, I'm a thug. I sweat from my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, I was sweating. I was like, yeah. And for me, it was like, it's something that I intentionally are, it's something that I've always wanted to do is to interrupt that white savior complex, Mm -hmm. whether it's intentional or not. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the fact that she spoke that, I was Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah because i could see my young self yes right because when we were in the refugee camp nobody like me came it was always the white people yeah exactly right and so and i think even when i became when i was going through the becoming of h Yes, journey and in, in the U.S. being told you're too dark. Yeah,
0: you know, particularly aunt, going to a place where oh, yeah. there are no very few people of color.
1: Oh so. yeah, and auntie's buying me bleaching cream because the 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 bleaching yes. the bleaching pandemic came to South Sudan a little bit later. But mm. you know, a lot of the girls that I grew up with, many of them, you know, sort of come to bleaching because mm-hmm. we were combating racism and colorism at the mm-hmm, same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like we were too African for the African American. Yeah, right, and then we were too. African and too black for the white people so right. it was very so yeah so for me it was just like yo when she said that i was like oh, all right black jesus <laughs> i'm gonna need to keep it together <laughs> wow and, yeah and it's yeah. just and then being able to go to the we went also to a refugee camp we went to Juwa mm. Jewa refugee mm-hmm. camp and right. talked to uh 200 women there mm. and one of the thing that was also profound for me is that we were also Interrupting early childhood marriages. Mm, Good. So I went back as a 34 year old woman, unmarried. Mm -hmm. My cousin was 26, I think Mana was 26, Mm -hmm. 27. And we're over here, like, I was like, I'm like, listen, I'm 34, I'm not married. They started clapping. I'm like, yay. While I go home, and they'll be like, ah, where's your husband? Mm. Do we need to do a prayer? (laughs) Right. right, You don't have kids, you know? So we were having conversation with the young girls of really motivating them and encouraging them to choose school regardless of whatever emotional or verbal abuse they get from family because they're not married. These girls were in their 20s, you know, Mm. because bright price in my community is very large okay yeah okay and so they would feel like they would be just lost in despair because Mm. no one can pay for them no not even that the family is saying you're at prime age you need to get married so we can have that bride price ah so Mm -hmm. they're they're pimping them out yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh. now i joke and say we're our family's retirement plan
0: (laughs) yeah but
1: you know actually it's true yeah it's true and it has been It's, it's throughout
0: time you know throughout time it's always been that and and I've just finished reading a book, and I hope to have the, I will have the author on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, men think that a wife's, often in mm-hmm. these parts, that a, a wife's glory is her husband. Mm-hmm. Marriage, yeah. right? And so then they won't really invest in their girls, yeah. because it's like, why should I invest in her? Because everything she has is gonna go, go to go the somebody. husband. Mm-hmm. So why? Exactly. So it's
1: really, yeah, yeah. 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 and. Yeah, and the same thing with the boys. We were really encouraging them to, to yeah, we were talking about condoms. I was talking about yes. sex in Nuer, Yes. And they were like, oh, I know. oh, my God. Like, They're like, like, <laughs> they like, this American girl yes. coming in. And so, like, the word vagina in uh-huh. Nuer we say mur. mur. Yeah, and it's also in the Denka language, too, because the Denkas in the Nuer are cousin, even though okay. we're beefing. Right. We're, like, really yes. serious. And then uh, penis is chul. So, Murrenchul, uh, mur- right? Oh, I like that. It's very, very singsongy. Murrenchul. Like, Murrenchul, right? And I'm like, oh my God, there was this one dinke. there was this one a guy. He was trying to pronounce Merlot. You were like, okay. ah, I had this wine. It was phenomenal. It's Merlot. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I will never see Murlo <laughs> again. again. Right. Right. Now I swear, I'm like Murlo. <laughs> That's Funny. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking to the young men of just protecting themselves, right? Yeah. And also interrupting this the poverty cycle. Right. 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 And then also the aid mentality. Yes. Yes. Of yes. like, okay, if you can provide for if you, yourself, yeah. if you can, you
0: will cut this off. Plan your, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the
1: young woman is letting them know, okay. Like one hand does not clap itself. Sure. So, by any means necessary, block whatever the community, your family is saying. Mm. Even if you just finish high school, mm-hmm. you'll still be able to mm-hmm. add to your husband when you guys get together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's um, it's. It was. It was. So that's tough. Did they run you out of town? No, they did not. Because I <laughs> use humor. Oh, of <laughs> I course. use humor. Yeah. The funniest thing is that my cousin was getting married at the time. And okay. we went to their wedding. Uh-huh. We brought condoms. Sure. And so I would slip I would say hello, you know, I would shake their hand. This was BC before yes. COVID. Uh-huh. Oh, I would, uh, yeah. yeah, BC before yeah. COVID. Yeah. I would shake somebody's hand and just hand it in their hand and say, Ah. In I would say, take your bjaketate. Okay. Take your which means you have to take care of life. Mm. Life is taking care of. Yes. Yes. So, which means your reproductive yes. health, your sexual yes. health. You yes. know, yes. you yes. have to take care of your life. Sure. Right. As much as God, the universe, the yes. source is taking care of it, you, you also have, have a, a, a yes. you know. So, yeah. We thought the women were actually going to be a little bit more offended. They were the one that was like, yes. "Thank you, Thank you." The men were like, oh, oh, oh. "I'm like." Tch. Dude. They're ready.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're ready. We're ready. We're ready to be strong. We're ready to lead we're
1: ready the women were yeah. like Yo. and even now my girlfriends and I whenever somebody's going on a trip we were like sis you got your condoms just yeah. in case just in case, yeah. <laughs> just yes. in case. Yes. and making this be a part of our sure. health thing and
0: that was exactly yeah. what, what our message was it's like you always need them just have it just have them and just have them you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and there's no stigma
1: in it it's mm-hmm. really exactly protect yourself protect your life mm-hmm. you don't know what can happen you don't so. know and within my bigger Ethiopian community during the lockdown mm-hmm. I started hosting some conversation on Instagram, on a page mm. called Shades of Injera. Okay. And within Shades of Injera, I started having conversation when the war first started, mm-hmm. and I was really sick of just being pigeoned into, oh, you're not Ethiopian enough, you're too dark, you're, you know, the South Sudanese are like, oh, you're trying to be a fake Ethiopian, mm-hmm. right? And so I started the conversation, what is an Ethiopian identity? And really mm-hmm. talking about this, mm-hmm. I talked about colorism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The first... In 2009, it was the first time I went back to Ethiopia. None of my family even knew I went back. I just oh, needed to do that healing. Sure. I was on a self-discovery journey. Sure. Because as an African woman, we leave from being our father's daughter yeah. to being our Someone's husband's t- wives yeah, yeah. to being somebody's mother. Yep. I was like, where am I in this process? So sure. I did a self-discovery journey. But when I went to Ethiopia, I went to a beautiful city called Awasa. Awasa. Yep, it's three okay. hours, maybe four hours away from Addis. It's in okay. the southern region. Okay. And I was called Baria. And what is that? Baria is the equivalent to a nigger, mm. which means slave, mm. because I'm dark-skinned. Mm. And then people in the city or families have made it almost like us say nigger, they say baricho. Okay. Right? And so okay, I'm over okay, here okay. like, let's, let's dissect this, right? Sure, sure, So sure, sure, there were sure, sure. so many people that came. Like, you know, if you're on Instagram, you can go on Shays of Ingena yes. and yes. see some of the conversations that I've had. And I would just invite people to just come and share. Yeah. And then in the mix of deep, deep lockdown, Ethiopians don't talk about sex either. Right.
0: Yeah. So they
1: were like, your mom will talk about everything and everything. Like, should we <laughs> ask her to talk about sex? I'm like, yeah. So I literally just got on Instagram and be like, where did you learn your sex at? Yes, which is right. a very yeah. good que- It's a global question. Where did you learn question? your sex People yes. were like, porn. Yeah. Oh, maybe like a little bit of school. But right. a lot of people, like, there was maybe a f- small percentage that learned it from family members. Okay. From mom and dad. Sure. Other than that, it was like cousins, friends, right. porn, right. you know, whatever. Right. And then we... A mishmash. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we carried on the conversation of just sexuality in general mm-hmm, right of mm-hmm. then we started talking about like all right the funniest thing because I was like all right it needs to be funny too or what I need humor in mm-hmm. it I'll be like so when you're in bed do you speak your local language do you dirty talk uh, in your local language like you know yeah like, you know when you're out here like in Amarna, do you say mano? you know who you're sure. Dad sure, 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 sure. <laughs> or in Arabic do you say <laughs> yeah 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 right and people Ooh. are like oh my god <laughs> I cannot you're such, you know. And even in the Amharic language, Amaranya, which is uh-huh. our uh, official language, yes. um, many, many different languages, like the word for vagina is imps. Imps. Not even many women would say that. They're like, oh, oh they wouldn't say the word. No, but they would call it dabo. Dabo is a bread. It's a form ah, of bread. I'm like, why are you calling my body part a bread? Because it's good to eat, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But <laughs> it's so good. It is,
0: it is. <laughs> we don't have to put an explicit warning on this episode. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, but it's part of being an African woman, right? Yes. A lot of people are thinking we're our mother's generation. Sure. And it's like, no, but yes. our mother's generation, yo, when aunties get together, they be talking. Yes. They be talking. Yes, it's just they are not podcasting them. Exactly. Yeah, because there's plenty of
0: like the. It's so funny now because as I'm older and mm-hmm. with my cousins now we start to have these yeah. conversations and it's mm-hmm. like oh. They're real conversations, and we would have—I would have never thought to have with my my cousins, really, at that time, or with my aunties. But it's just like, oh, as you come of age, well, we need to be having them earlier. Yes, earlier. Was mm-hmm. particularly with some of my nieces that yes. are having children too yes. many, mm-hmm. too young, mm-hmm. and so, so yeah,
1: wow. I was fortunate enough to have an auntie that invited me into her friend circle at a, oh, at a young age so like you in my in my 20s yeah, I, I heard everything yeah. I heard aunties describing their first orgasms and not knowing that I was an orgasm <laughs> I, was like, right. I was like oh poor auntie <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, also fine. trying to find words in our language for them right okay yeah, exactly because there's a lot of things that we don't have the vocabulary for there. yeah. so there's just phenomenal young men and young women that are trying to advance our language nice. and one of them uh, is a, a dear friend of mine his name is Bull uh, okay yeah he's he's a phenomenal linguist he speaks Nuer, uh, he speaks Chinese he speaks Mandarin Mandarin no I think Cantonese he speaks Mandarin okay and like he's just this Oh, my gosh, in English, you know? So yeah. he's trying to, like, really work on advancing sure. our language sure. and finding. To find the way yeah. to express ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and, and hopefully get it into the lexicon yes. in some kind of exactly. way. Yeah. yeah.
0: So where is, so are you still, you're still um, doing live? Yeah, small, yeah, I've taken a break a
1: little bit because okay. everybody is not moving themselves away from war. Ah,
0: so when I
1: was, when yeah. I was on there, a lot of people were like, why aren't you talking about the war, the war? But I'm like, when, when war is happening, life is happening, too. Yes right yes. and that's why i'm talking about sex because yes, exactly. people are fucking still in the war <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello okay, okay babies hello. are being made in war hello okay Always. so yeah. we can't let life not happen because of what sure, is happening exactly. right yeah. life is still taking place yeah. people are dying people are being born and all of yeah. these things and that's why i was talking about sex but then for me it's like i also needed a break yeah it's like it's a lot yeah it's It's a lot yeah it's, a a lot. Lot. it's,
0: a, it's all energy so it's all energy it's the all energy. communicating yeah. and all that and just curating those conversations yeah. is,
1: is a bit it's so. a, it is because sometimes we go for like four hours. hours yeah hours because yeah. you just get taken away because yeah. there's so many people that are they thinking it the same too. thing yeah. but are not brave enough sure yeah because yeah. I just like turn your camera off and just talk to me
0: exactly yeah. that's dope I love it yeah. it's like I just keep thinking it's like the, the late night radio show yep oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> call me now for your free reading that's Cleo right <laughs>
0: exactly so this is a great transition into my next question which is my mindset hack mm. so this is where I ask you if your favorite or an innovative mindset hack one that you can imagine
1: or one that you know of hmm. so I meditate a lot Yes, meditation is something that mm-hmm. is a practice for me mm-hmm. and for me every morning when I get up I'm a plant mommy I'm okay. a plan mom okay. um, and I was actually talking to Asari about this uh, where I'm just like oh my gosh I think the mm-hmm. only time I pour libation is when we were in Cape Coast oh, okay. right I haven't yeah. been pouring daily libation to okay. really honor my ancestors Yeah. those that uh, are loving, mm-hmm. <laughs> are mm-hmm. loving, because mm-hmm. we do have a couple of those that don't love us, you know? Mm. But we send them with respect. We mm-hmm. say, so, you know, keep it moving, but the loving mm-hmm. one really inviting them in just, in the guidance that they're guiding me in this journey of mm-hmm. my life, because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we think, oh, why is this happening to me, or this and that, it's like, no, everything is orchestrated. Exactly. Everything is orchestrated. Yes. Like, we're supposed to meet, we were supposed to meet in right. the way we were supposed exactly. to meet. Exactly. And for me and your sister to even, you know, mm-hmm. experience Cape Coast together, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, my is just gratitude in the morning. That's my mind hack. Mm-hmm. I'm in a season of gratitude mm-hmm. where I'm just grateful for what is and what to come. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always like that because mm. I was. I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm often. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you just had here. a birthday! Yay. Happy, him, happy him, him. birthday! You know, I, I was thirty-five, but I, you know, I'm thirty-six now, so I need to find a different way to say. Nah, I was thirty-five. I'm at that age where I could date you and your daddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do it right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So
1: come uh-huh, correct. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, gratitude for me, it's my mind hack. Mm. And it's something that I had to work for because I used to operate in survival guilt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I used to, my, like, used to really be in survival guilt. Mm. And so, for me, shifting from survival guilt to gratitude. Yeah. Because the guilt... Oh my I've seen it in so many
0: people mm-hmm. just the range of different guilt and it can be devastating to your yeah. your entire lifestyle and to your person it is so it is yeah kudos is. to you for the gratitude yeah. that's my that's that's one of my meditations every day mm-hmm. as well is just mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. grateful for yeah. everything yeah
1: yeah and it's such a simple but very exactly. hard <laughs> thing
0: yeah. to do yeah. Yeah. Hell. Well, I guess, I guess you just have to be ready mm-hmm. <clears throat> to yeah. just let go and yep. just be thankful. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, a, I want to say probably in the last year, dealing with COVID and dealing with the loss of so many family members mm-hmm. on my, in my family, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. And it just helps with the grieving. Like I see other people who are just locked in the yeah. grief yeah. and we don't have to be locked in grief that no. way because what the truth is, is that no one ever leaves us.
1: Okay. So, yes. yes, no one ever leaves oh. us.
0: So we just need to as you said, calling on the ancestors, mm-hmm. pouring mm-hmm. libations, like just being connected to the concept that this energy is always around and there there's guides. And there's
1: something that's wonderful that's coming from all of it. So when we were touring the castle, uh-huh. our tour guide—I mean, I had goosebumps when we, he kept repeating this at the end. It was like black energy never dies. Ah! I was like, hey, how did he know? Yes. <laughs> right, black yeah. energy, right? Yeah. And for me, it's—and that's how I've been. You know, my—I left organized religion several mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and so. I grew up in Adventist and all of that good stuff, you know, keeping mm-hmm. it the Sabbath mm-hmm. and I had the uh, white fringed socks and long skirts for my Adventist community out there. Grand. Y'all know the struggle, <laughs> you either had the fringed socks or the stockings, the yeah. white stockings. Yeah. Oh, like, nah, I'm not going to do the stockings. But I left organized religion and really, I was having conversation with my late grandmother. She was never baptized, but she knew God. Mm-hmm. She had conversation with God mm-hmm. as well as with our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And when I bring my foolishry to her, she'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. Let me go consult God and ancestors. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. In my language, we call God Kut. Kut. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And then when you say Kut you say God of heaven. Mm. You know? And then you say Kut Guadong, God of earth. No, Kud is my grandfather's god. Ah, right? okay, okay yeah. okay. yeah, yeah, so it's like God is always up there. So, sure. you know, Kud Ping would be God of our Earth. Yeah. So, God is always in everything yes. that we say. Yes. Oh. So, for me, I was like, okay, if we knew God, we had a word for God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I moved, and then working with a Native American, that's when I learned about, you know, yes. really bringing in the ancestors, sure. uh, honoring them for sure. their strength. Sure, yeah. You know, because yeah. we are here because of them. Exactly. Right? And yeah. what they have endured. Sure. And doing that healing, right? Doing that generational healing, mm-hmm. seventh generation back and seventh generation forward. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, it was just like, yeah. this is, yeah. You know, like, after learning that concept... I deal with death differently now. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it just It takes... Mm-hmm. It
0: um, takes a while. It does. Yeah. But it's... I mean, I hope... Well, not to... That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But it's It's nice to be at a place where mm-hmm. you are able to, to deal with the cycle of life in yes. a different way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful cycle. It really is. You know, and it's... it's you know, I, I get it when people are like... When people... And this is something that I've learned here in Ghana where... I saw a lot of posters. This is mm-hmm. new to me, right? Mm-hmm. Where oh, yeah, 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 the chotros, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, they have like a whole poster of somebody's, you know, funeral yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, being yeah. able mm-hmm. to see like elders that are like a hundred plus mm-hmm. in their 90s, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. for us as South Sudanese, we don't have that luxury. Ah yes. You know, we don't have. So for me, it was just like, wow. Yeah. This is a full cycle of sure. life, right? Sure, sure, yeah. And so for me, it's like I get it, like when people die young. But again, I believe in life. You've lived your life purpose. Mm-hmm. So for us mm-hmm. as human beings, and particularly as Black people, because mm-hmm. those of us that are from the West or those of us that live in the U.S., we're dealing, we're operating mm-hmm. in a survival mindset. Mm-hmm. So how do we check that to thriving, mm-hmm. which is something that I found here in Accra I'm like. <gasps> I can just be a woman. I don't have to be a tumtum woman or right? mm-hmm. a black woman. I don't have to mm-hmm. be a black woman mm-hmm. where I'm representing, I'm, you know, I have to represent all of us in spaces and yeah. all of these things where like I have energy that I can create, right? Mm-hmm. And All of these things. So mm-hmm. for me it's like finding our purpose at a young age, mm. being knowing that okay, this is my purpose. If my purpose is to, you know, build this house and after building it, then I transition to the next life. Then you fulfill so, your yeah exactly. You fulfill your serve, your yeah. purpose yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. really looking at it. I remember I used to have conversation with some elders. There was a sister circle that I used to go to, mm-hmm. and one of them recommended a book. I forgot the name of it, but I'll share it with you when I find it. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you have children, children already know what their purpose is yes. here. It's, yes. it's asking them, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. What are you meant to do? Mm-hmm. That's why when you hear these kids like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm here to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. They're here to be healers. Mm-hmm. So how do you empower mm-hmm. them to be healers? Mm-hmm. Because the only vocabulary they know is a doctor. But there's uh, different ways of being healers. Oh, my gosh. That's so
0: interesting <laughs> because, because all my growing up, I yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, uh-huh. right? And then I, in, I did internships in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, nah, yeah. I don't like the hospital. But... I know that I'm a healer yeah. like I have now you know done various different practices etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera, so I, I know that I have that mm-hmm. in me so
1: ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good point. Children will tell you what they were meant to be on yeah. here it's just that we yeah we give them kind of, a detour yeah, we give right, them a detour exactly right? it's like okay, yeah what do you want yeah. to we
0: systemize them yeah, we because systemize it them. seems to work and exactly
1: yeah. so yeah if you're out there and you got kids ask them what you're meant to be here and help them cultivate that yeah very
0: early exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome okay we have ta- spoken for so long <laughs> 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 yeah and so I know this is going to be a two-parter and I am so happy you were able to give me some oh, of your time Thank
1: you so, so much. but
0: before we before we go off for today I'd like to ask a little bit more about it. I, I've, we've gotten to get a good sense of who you are okay. besides, outside of the work, but tell us a little bit more. Are you a reader, a watcher, or a listener?
1: <laughs> I do all three, honestly. Okay. I do all three. Okay. I think it depends where I'm at. I think being in Ghana, I uh-huh. would be more of a reader. Okay. I it's... would be more of a reader because the time, uh-huh. and for me, a book has to capture me in the first. Two chapters.
0: Okay, so what are some of your favorite reads? Oh lately? my God!
1: Oh, Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, oh yes, wow. I read the, I that. I, oh, yeah. I savored that book. I yeah, I savored that book. I savored that book. Oh my gosh, yeah. like because I'm I a big anime fan, so yes. it was like having our own you yeah know,
0: supernatural yeah. I was, yeah.
1: Like, I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is like the last Airbender, but it's yeah, us. exactly. <laughs> it's us. Yeah, it's us and of course like you know one of my most favorite one is Americana okay oh, I can remember mm-hmm. exactly I finished it on a weekend mm-hmm. I, you know I had Nina Simone in the background you know okay. a, little, a little bubbly very fitting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like yes I was like oh my gosh I can't wait for it to be made into a movie and have Lupita Nyong'o play her because you know us duck sisters you know us tum tum sisters tum-tum, you know, we, need, we need to get loved
0: uh. yeah okay those are good ones we both we love both of those yeah. books so put those in the show notes any last words for our listeners today
1: oh i have a lot y'all just kidding (laughs) no so for me it's interesting right so in a lot of the presentations that i do i often you know ended with two of the african proverbs that Mm -hmm. i live by in Mm -hmm. my life you Mm -hmm. know which is you know if you think you're too if you think you're too small to make a difference try sleeping with a mosquito
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i saw that in action Uh Mm. my baby cousin also our nurse mana jock was her first time going to the region that we went to and she brought mosquito lotion mosquito spray (laughs) and i was like mana you're a whole woman a whole woman how small is a mosquito right and for me i literally was like yo that is really, it's really pretty profound it's yeah. really profound yeah. that a mosquito can interrupt us yeah. everybody over here now I'm putting mosquito spray <laughs> like yeah. I'm putting yeah. um, mosquito spray so I don't get malaria and all this stuff so <laughs> right. if they can make that big of a difference in my life what can you do what can I do yeah. what can I do and yeah. I think as a collective effort af- as a collective conscious Africans yes not just those of us that are in the continent or that have migrated recently to various parts of the world mm-hmm. but as the collective black consciousness mm-hmm. it's it's time for us to think mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. it's time for us to mm-hmm. thrive and mm-hmm. not survive exactly. in these spaces that exactly. we are in and which makes yeah. it that you know i'm The ancestors i'm ready to come home to the the continent because i feel like the work this is where it is that i'm going to be doing is going to be more impactful here for our people than it is for me trying to undo systems that are not made for us as a people yeah yeah Yeah. and
0: that's work that you have to do here as well exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. just recognizing it but being being in a context that maybe a little bit more navigable
1: yeah makes that makes a difference yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and the other one that i love is if you want to go alone If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Yes. So
0: So. together, we are here. We hope many, many, many people listen and tune in. And tell us where we could find you on your socials and everything.
1: Pum pum So I, <laughs> <laughs> I need I need that thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay. Listen, I borrowed this from <laughs> Lovey Ajayi and Ivan Ivan Orji and Jesus and Jalos. Your blackness is enough. <laughs> 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 oh God! I, they they brought me my blackness back. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> like oh God, yeah. Uh, so on Instagram it's mm-hmm. Nyamal underscore Tudel, mm-hmm. and on Facebook it's Niamal Tudel. And on LinkedIn, is Nyamal Trudel. Okay. Yeah, so everything and, is your name? Yep, everything is my name. Okay. And then Nia Eden Foundation on LinkedIn okay. and Facebook. So. And then also Shades of Njera. Yeah, Shades of Njera, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Thank you so, 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 so much. I wish you safe travels tomorrow
1: but i look forward to seeing you here soon yes very soon very soon soon, soon in the ways of the ancestors you know well i must say i don't know i know how to say madase which is tree yes and i know you're from the god nation so how do you say thank you and god
0: oh you are Dong.
1: Oh, you are done. Oh, you are done. Yes. Yes. Oh, you are for your time and this just yes. time to share sisterhood. Yes. And this conversation. Yes. So Oh, you are done.
0: Okay. We thank you too. All right, listeners. This has been another episode of Global Citizens. You can catch us each and every Tuesday with a new episode at www.glocalcitizenspod.com and wherever you get your podcasts. So, as always, please share, subscribe, write us a review, suggest another guest. We love to hear from you. So until next time, listeners, bye for now.